0: Noorah Speaks is a weekly podcast that tugs at the soul and consciousness of the black community. With show topics such as youth empowerment, education, women's impact, and civic engagement, Nor Speaks challenges the listener to not only join the movement, but be the movement. On the show, you'll learn from insightful guests who have demonstrated capacity in these fields and more, and I'm your host, Nora Muhammad. Welcome to the show. Welcome to another episode of the Nora Speaks Podcast, and I am your host, Nora Muhammad. I want to begin by reminding you that you can follow the Nora Speaks Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and you can find it at Nora Speaks Podcast. That's at Nora Speaks Podcast. You can also listen to the Nora Speaks Podcast on Spotify, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to great podcasts. I'm really excited about today's show. I am, uh, you know, this conversation has kind of been a theme. I've been talking about um, acting in our best interest and knowing what our best interest is. And also I've talked about aligning ourselves with folks who share our best interests, not those who want to define what's in our best interest. And so in this episode, I want to talk about, I want to talk about four things, four lessons that we can glean from the recent experiences of our sister, Tamika Mallory. Now, for those who don't know, if you've been living under a rock, Tamika Mallory is a New York native. She's the co-chair, one of the co-chairs of the Women's March. She's an activist for social justice, civil rights, and a new brand of feminism that's inclusive of all women. And so recently, just before the march, uh, which was held uh, not too long ago, Tamika uh, and her co-chairs felt under attack. Um, People accused her of saying some really harsh things, some hurtful and offensive things. And as many Black leaders, um, political leaders in America have been challenged. Tamika was met with the challenge of the Minister Farrakhan litmus test. So Nora, what do you mean? What is the Minister Farrakhan litmus test? So what we've seen over the, the past well I, I, I can't just say you know five or six years, I mean this has been going on for decades where. The powers that be, um, those who are influential, those who can give position and take position away, they have been challenging black leaders with the Farrakhan litmus test. So what do I mean? They will challenge these leaders by asking them, what do you think of Minister Farrakhan? What do you think of what Minister Farrakhan has said? Do you repudiate Minister Farrakhan? Do you denounce Minister Farrakhan's statements? Uh, do you condemn Minister Farrakhan? So in not just recent recent history, but we can even track this back down to the 80s, where black leadership in America have been challenged not on what their beliefs are, but are what Minister Farrakhan's beliefs are. And so in this conversation, what Minister Farrakhan said or believes is irrelevant. What I think is relevant is how our black leadership or our so-called black leadership respond when they're challenged with questions about Minister Farrakhan. And I have found that Tamika has done such a great job uh, redirecting the conversation to one that is constructive and one in which she will not allow herself be to be treated in an undignified way. So, Uh, Minister Farrakhan has certainly been a controversial figure in America. Um, He's certainly taken some bold stances, and he said some things that many have found to be offensive or hurtful. Um, And so what we've seen is that when our leadership is tested, the ultimate test has always been the Minister Farrakhan test. And depending on the response that we give, that also depends on the positions that we receive. And so in this case, I thought that Tamika did a wonderful, wonderful job. It's not so much that she defended Minister Farrakhan because she didn't do that. What she did was she defended her personhood. She defended her intellect. She defended her right to be treated as a self-directing, sovereign woman. And so I'm going to uh, talk about that in this episode and... I I want you to really pay attention to the ways in which black leadership continues to be challenged on issues that affect us, on how we uh, seek to address issues that impact us um, and uh, how others seek to direct um, our activism or seek to direct um, our approaches to not just our relationships with one another, um, meaning black people in America, but even our relationships with others. Um, So the first thing I'll say about (laughs) Tamika, I'll say this, that this sister really showed us that we have to remember to always define ourselves. Um, We can't let anyone pressure us to abandon our values. So uh, as I begin, let me just share with you what she said, and, and she did a couple of interviews, um, some striking interviews recently. She was on The Breakfast Club, she was on The View, and she was also on Roland Martin's show. And when she was on The View, she was challenged uh, with the Minister Farrakhan question, will you condemn him, will you repudiate him, um, repudiate or condemn his statements? She was challenged by one of the hosts on The View, Megan McCain, who is um, a Caucasian woman, and a Republican Caucasian woman, not that her party affiliation really matters in this instance, but she was challenged. Megan McCain just rapid fire through these questions at Tamika Mallory. I mean, really, if she really wanted an answer to the question, she wouldn't have shot off the questions the way she did, because even if Tamika wanted to answer the questions, she really gave her no time to answer the questions, if you understand what I'm saying. I mean, she asked one question after another after another, really leaving no opportunity for a response. So it was clearly as if she was making a statement in her questions. Um, and she you know, challenged Tamika to condemn Minister Farrakhan. And in her conversation, Tamika said, if you wanna know what I believe and what my stance is, then check my record. You don't need to check anybody else's record, check my record. So after that interview, uh, Tamika was on Roland Martin's show, and I'm going to sh- uh, to share the some transcript of that interview on Roland Martin's show because she f- she had an opportunity to explain herself. She had an opportunity to explain her position, um, to even explain wh- in issues wherein which she and Minister Farrakhan disagreed with, where he said, I disagree with your position on this, and she said, I disagree with your position on that. Um, And I'm going to read you just some of that interview because I think how she um, uh, uh, stood up for herself is really important. And I'm also going to include links to all of her interviews that I mentioned, The View, The Breakfast Club, and Roland Martins in the show notes. So make sure you go back after you listen to this episode and go back and watch that so that you can see yourself how she handled uh, the questions that were posed to her. So Roland Martin asked her about, um, you know, her relationship with the Nation of Islam. And so this was Tamika's response. And I quote, the bottom line is, I'm a black person in America who's an activist, who's been out here doing this work for over 20 years. So if you didn't meet the Nation of Islam while you were out here doing your work, I'm just not sure where... Or, what black community you're working in. She goes on to say, I'm not a celebrity activist. I'm not a Twitter activist. I'm not a TV activist. I'm the real kind. I do the real work. And when you do the real work, there are complex issues, and there are many groups that you meet with that you may or may not agree with all their philosophies. But the black experience is extremely complex. And, you know, sometimes you work with a lot of different people. I appreciate the Nation of Islam for its role in the black community because it has been an important one, period. And then Roland Martin asked her specifically about her being asked to denounce Minister Louis Farrakhan. And this is part of Tamika's response to that. I've been asked to condemn, to denounce, and I have said and will continue to say that I do not agree. My position is that America has condemned and denounced Black people for far too long, and I am not going to participate in using that type of language to describe anyone in my community, and particularly someone who has been engaged in saving the lives of young Black men that I have to work with every single day. I go into prisons. I work with young men who have actually committed heinous acts, things that I definitely don't agree with, But I don't come outside and condemn them or anyone else, or I can't go back inside and work with them. I understand the sensitivities around denouncing black men, denouncing black people, and the denouncement and condemnation that has happened for too long. And specifically, Tamika said regarding Meghan McCain. Quote, So Massa, you get to tell me how to respond, that's not going to happen. And if people can't understand the implications of a white woman yelling at me and trying to badger me into saying what she says, even if I wanted to say it, I wouldn't have said it in the way in which she was speaking to us. So, see, this is what I'm talking about, about defining yourself. You know, she asked, how is it that I'm a woman representing the woman's march and and feminism and, you know, women's right to be sovereign over themselves and you're going to paint me with the brush of a man. If you want to know my record, if you want to know what I believe, then you can go back and check what I've said and what I've done. So the, so again, back to the first lesson that we can learn from Tamika is to define yourself and not be pressured by anybody to abandon our values. The second lesson honoring relationships and honoring your work. For many people who have been challenged with the Minister Farrakhan litmus test, um, it has been politically politically expedient and sometimes financially expedient to abandon their relationship with him, to condemn him, to denounce him. You know, but as Tamika said, black people have been condemned and denounced throughout our history here in America. Whether we agree or disagree, that is our family business. And nobody needs to come in and dictate to us what we should say and how we should relate with one another. So in this case, she honored her relationship with this brother who she agrees with on some issues and disagrees with on others. And she honors the work that she does. Um, It is not her place to condemn anyone as she doesn't see it as her place, so how can anybody tell her that it is her place (laughs) to condemn anybody? The third thing that we can learn from Tamika Mallory is to only concern yourself with those people who want to know you, not those people who want to control you. You know, so she said in interviews that there have been people in uh, the... Um, LGBTQ community. There have been people in the Jewish community that really wanted to understand her relationship with Minister Farrakhan, who had questions about what she believes, have questions about things that he said. And she's been able to sit down with people who wanted to listen and wanted to know her position. Um, But those people who want to control us, who want to control her we shouldn't waste our time or concern them, ourselves with them because if they can control us on one issue, they'll seek to control us on another, and that goal line will, be, will continue to be moved. So, as I said, being, you know, uh, striving to be a sovereign person, a self directing person, striving for women's rights, meaning women to be able to represent their own thinking and not to be painted with the brush of a man's thoughts or a man's actions or a man's words, um, that's unfair that's unfair. And as we are organizing in our communities, as we are working with uh, colleagues from different backgrounds, you know, there's great opportunities to talk to folks from other cultures, to talk to people from other ethnicities and racial groups. And we can sit down and have a dialogue that is constructive when each person wants to learn. But for anybody who wants you to sit down to Kind of define your narrative for you, I would say it's a waste of time. Because if we allow them to do it once, they're going to come back and do it again. So in this case, just concern yourself with the people who want to build a relationship with you, who want to know you and not control you. And then the fourth lesson that we can learn from Tamika Mallory do not allow yourself to be infantilized. Do not allow yourself to be condescended. Do not allow yourself to enter into a paternalistic, paternalism type relationship where somebody else is going to tell you and dictate to you how you should respond to your brother or to your sister. We don't go around telling other groups who they should have relationships with, uh, who they should denounce or repudiate. Uh, It is not our place to do so. I don't believe it's our place to do so. And I don't believe it's anybody else's place to tell us who to love, who to hate, who to thank, uh, who to accept and and who to reject. It's not their place to tell us. And I certainly don't believe it is our place to tell them. And even if we did tell them, uh, what power base have we created where it matters much? Um, Without us being unified and working together and seeking to solve our own problems, we create a very weak power base for anyone to move based on our personal thoughts and feelings and offenses. But as I said, in this case, you know, Tamika Mallory uh, refused to enter into a paternalistic relationship with Meghan McCain or anybody else who told her what language to use in relationship to a black man. Um, and I think that is a great lesson, that is a great takeaway. She uh, was a great model of that. Again, this conversation isn't about whether we agree or disagree, or whether she agrees or disagrees with uh, statements, ideas, or sentiments of Minister Farrakhan or any man, but it is the dignified way that this sister responded to the silly attacks that were uh, rendered against her where... People decided or tried to um, strip away her um, ability to self-govern, her ability to speak for herself. I mean, in one case, they're saying that Minister Farrakhan, a man, is speaking for her. And then they turn around and then want to put words in her mouth. At what point are we willing to listen to her? Are we willing to understand what she thinks and what she wants and what she's working for, what she's sacrificing for? Her message, her vision... um, So, you know, Tamika Mallory was and is, I think, a great um, role model in this instance. And um, any of us who are working in our communities, um, you know, be careful uh, because if they give you power, they can take your power. If they give you position, they can take your position. So I think that what is best for any of us is to do good work and If you believe in God, just seek the favor of God, because if you're doing work, others are going to disagree with you. And if you believe that what you're doing is uh, aligns with the universe and is helpful and um, geared towards improving our community, then do your work and align yourself with people who share your vision, who um, share your mission. I mean, that's something else that we can take away is that, you know, Tamika is working with not just black women, but white women and uh, Muslim women and Hispanic women. And she's working with all women so that all women can be included. It's an inclusive organization. She's striving to keep it inclusive so that everybody can have a voice. And, um, you know, having like minds at the table and not necessarily people who will all agree, but people who will all agree that each person needs to be heard. That's paramount and that's what's great about what she's doing. So follow that example if you're working and striving and trying to improve the conditions of your community. And there's always going to be opposition um, from within and from without because many people are invested in the um, downturn of our communities. Many people are invested in the suffering of the black community. And so you have to recognize that and you have to Uh, remain who you are. You have to stay in your lane, be dignified, um, and stay strong. Because at some point or another, uh, we all will be tested. And our community needs too much uh, for us to fold under the pressure of other people trying to define our narratives. So I want to give a shout out, a big shout out to my sister, Tamika Mallory. Uh, I appreciate the work that you're doing, but especially I appreciate the freedom and the free woman that you represent for all of us. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, stay in peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Nora Speaks podcast. Be on the lookout for a new episode coming at you fresh next week. And as always, if you want to learn more about me and the work that I do, visit my website, Norispeaks.com. Or if you have a listener question, email me, at info at Speaks dot com. You can also follow the Norah Speaks podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Norrispeaks Speaks podcast. I'll be sure to include links to the above in today's show notes. If this show has value to you, please subscribe, rate, and review and share it with family and friends. And be sure to check out previous episodes. And remember, don't just join the movement, Be the movement. Stay in peace.